I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Champ, 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 champ. What day is it, champ? <laughs> hey, Cash, guess what the day is? It's game day. What, what? Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Mahomes Mad Lad. One more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, Pat, Patty Mahomes, friend of the Mavericks, friend of Luca. I'm sorry. Couldn't it, pull it out. <laughs> he couldn't. I mean, I did feel like he, he was hurt from the very beginning. I, that toe thing had to hurt, but... I mean, Tom Brady, the goat. There's, I mean, is there anybody it's, else it's, in their in their we, sport? I, know, I thought we did that when he won the last one, right? He did, but it's like he's just separating himself at this point, and it's just wild that, yeah. I mean, we talked about it last time, but as far as like MJ Brady, watching both of these guys, uh, seeing Serena Williams, seeing you know somebody tweeted us today and said you saying Bolt, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good that's one. A good I forgot one. All about Bolt. Uh, Michael Phelps. I mean, I That's feel like we've one. seen you know so many goats just in in, in our lifetime, and yeah, Brady's <laughs> Brady's unreal. It's so wild seeing the difference between Tom Brady throw a football and Drew Brees, and the <laughs> fact that they're both like you know over forty, and Brady just Mike, dude, are you ever gonna like just stop throwing it like that? And okay, real quick, nope. In or out on the weekend halftime. Oh, are you working for the week or are you working for the weekend? I thought it was fine, right? Like, it didn't blow me away, but there's some good stuff. It felt like a music video, right? Because there wasn't like, it didn't, wasn't like fans and stuff. He was running through that stuff behind the, the stage oh, kind of deal. Oh, that nuts. <laughs> they were th- flying the camera around. It just, it didn't feel like a concert. It felt like more like a music video to me, but it was good. Yeah. There were, I think my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part was some of the camera angles and shots that they got in it. With fire fireworks in the background on the field, I think I enjoyed that way more than the actual um, thing together. I don't know; it was weird, but <laughs> oh well, it was weird. <laughs> on today's show, Isaac and I are going to talk about Super Bowl a little bit, which we already did. Talk about the the trade that went, that happened in the NBA. There was actual trade over Whoa. the weekend. Former Maverick in the trade, Dennis Smith Jr. So we'll talk about that a little bit and then open that up for conversations about Mavericks trades because it seems now that quietly that deadline is kind of or that opening day of trades has kind of passed us. And so a bunch of guys can get traded now. So we'll talk about that. Um, If you didn't listen to our show over the weekend, we broke down the full Mavericks versus Warriors game. So we won't do like a full breakdown of that game since we already did it. We may reference it and talk about it a little bit, but Mavericks won over the weekend, 134 to 132, an incredible podcast uh, with an incredible outro that if you missed the outro of the podcast over the weekend, I'm going to put it at the end of this podcast too. So make sure you listen for the outro. Uh, It's always worth it, but this one is, this one's just a little bit more so worth it. So listen to the outro of this podcast. Uh, So the uh, New York Knicks, they can't quit Derrick Rose. Neither can Tom Thibodeau. Was this the third time Thibodeau's had Derrick Rose? The second time? At least. <laughs> Find you someone who loves you like Tibbs loves Derrick Rose. So they get Derrick Rose. They trade um, Dennis Smith Jr. and the Charlotte Hornets 
2021 second round pick. So so now Porzingis turned into Derrick Rose, and the cap space went to Julius Randle in the draft. <laughs> the mental gymnastics and cap gymnastics to try and figure out what Porzingis turned into by using yeah. the cap space that they got is uh, that's wild from the Knicks side. But yeah, this Incredible. is this is another piece of that Porzingis trade gone. Right, they traded for Dennis Jr. He was part of it. He was. I guess they considered him a first round pick or, you know, something like that. He, which he was, he was the number seven pick and he was only number nine. Come on, Nick. He was, he was, he was a top 10 pick and he was not, he was not that far removed from, from being that guy. And so, and he was g- good with the Mavs. So yeah, that trade gets done. I, I don't understand this for the Knicks. Like I, I guess this is pushing, like they had a real big problem with Alfred Payton. That was just a real issue for them. And Knicks fans were really upset anytime he was playing. And this is kind of one of those moves that a front office makes that just says, all right, you're Thibodeau, you're going to keep playing this guy, even though it's not working. We're going to kind of force your hand to play somebody else. <laughs> that's what kind of, a, that's what it felt like to me. And so, but it pushes Emmanuel quickly out. It's the first thing that Alex Wolf locked on. Knicks said, he's like, the first thing I thought of with this trade is what, is, what does it mean for Emmanuel quickly? He's kind of been their, their rookie guard. They've been really excited about. He's been playing well for them, and now all of a sudden he gets pushed down the the depth chart probably a little bit because of this. And so either Alfred Payton gets moved out or quickly he's going to kind of get moved out of some minutes here. So that's the kind of interesting thing or the angle if, if you're interested in Knicks basketball at all. <laughs> right? like, um, I, don't know a lot of our, I don't know if our <laughs> listeners are real interested in that, but that's kind of the interesting part of this trade. If they, if they push Emmanuel quickly down that depth chart because of Derrick Rose, I think that fan base would riot. I would write if I had a, a nice young player uh, and then he gets, uh, yeah, playing well and then he gets pushed down the depth chart. But no, I mean, I think we have to look at this from a Dennis Smith Jr. and say like, what if? Yeah. You know, what, when he arrived in Dallas, we were so bad. He was, you know, just, I mean, we were doing this podcast every single day and I mean, throwback to the days of uh, Dennis Smith Jr. running the Dallas Mavericks and, you know, the dunk contest that was robbed from us by DJ Khaled and we never rioted. Never, ever. Uh, every time I see uh, that man on my TV screen, I think <laughs> about that dunk contest and it was probably a highlight of Dennis's career. But no, it- Stop. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but but no. That missed he- dunk that one game. Remember that missed dunk? <laughs> yeah. Dennis, uh, Dennis was always super nice though, man. He was always fun to talk to. And I remember he liked uh, a tweet that uh, we sent out one time, uh, because we did a, we did a podcast, uh, <laughs> talking about if we, uh, if the Mavericks should trade Dennis straight up for Mo Bamba, he liked the tweet and we're like, well, here we go. And then I had to see him like the next day of practice. I was talking to him for a story, but shout out to the Smith brothers, uh, the Smith bros, him and Dorian Finney Smith. That was a lot of fun, mm. but the Smith way. <laughs> yes, the Smith way. I wrote a story on that and everything. I love those two guys together. And but you know, his everything changed for Dennis when Luca when Luca got to Dallas. And I think that I wonder if he asked himself this question of what if Luca didn't come to Dallas? Where would where would Dennis be? How about what if I had handled it better when Luca came to Dallas? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that was kind of glossed over by some people at the time. Um Yes, his uh, some of the choices that he made towards the end of his tenure in Dallas that he wanted to change of scenery and uh, he, you know, it was just that whole thing with Luca being the primary ball handler and all of that. Like the writing was on the wall. He knew that and he wanted a fresh start and 
he was put into that deal uh, for KP, and you kind of knew that that was going to happen. But we we went into that first season with Luca of man, can Dennis play off the ball? Can he shoot? You know, can he shoot good enough to to play off the ball and all of that stuff? And uh, I I just want to say, man, I I hope that he does kind of turn it around in in Detroit. He's such a fun player. He's such a nice guy, and I hope that he gets the opportunity to back. <laughs> I can't to battle DeLon Wright in Detroit for a starting point guard. Match. I was going to say, do you think that DeLon Wright and Dennis Jr. are just going to trade stories about like, ugh, Luca, yeah, this guy, he's just – Oh, thinks, my gosh, I, I didn't even think about that. Thinks he's so good, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. He's like, did they try to make you play off the ball, Luca? too? <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. They tried to make you play defense? Yeah, me too. <laughs> so how many games do you think Dennis Smith Jr. played total for the Knicks? Three seasons, basically. Under, oh, three seasons? Under 50? Right. 58. Oh. I, guess, I guess it was one full season and then a shortened season and that year he got traded and then this past season. So Yeah. I mean, re- he re- so it's really like one and three-fourths of a season, I guess. He requested, you know, with the Knicks recently to go to the G League, so they sent him to the Pistons. And – it, no. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I can't take credit for that joke. I saw it somewhere else on Twitter. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Sad Blake Griffin noises. <laughs> but he's still 23, still on his rookie contract, which that's coming up you know, pretty soon, it and is. they have to figure out. They have a couple young guys that just are not playing at all, like Nilakina, Dennis before he got traded, Kevin Knox has been getting some DMP CDs. I, I'm really curious on what they do with some of these young guys, but I really do hope the best for Dennis and – I, yes, we need him in another dunk contest. We need to see – I want to see more. I just want to see Dennis play with confidence. The last time I saw him play basketball with the Knicks, it just Oof. didn't seem like anything was clicking for him. And, uh, yeah, we'll always – I think a lot of the Mavs fan base will always say, hey, we're we're in his corner and we, we want the best for him, even though it's kind of rocky there towards the end. But I, I want the best for him. Absolutely, yeah. We, we hope, wish the best for him. Hope that he gets back on track and – talented guy right and he should still be in the nba he's not he's not a non-nba player for sure right he's definitely has he definitely has the talent to be an nba player like his rookie year 15 points game five five assists a game right playing under 30 minutes like as a rookie playing with a bunch of veterans he was a guy that was i mean his his shooting percentages weren't that great but he was still putting up some numbers for a team that you know had a bunch of veterans on it at least so who's uh, shooting a higher uh career three-point percentage him or luca Oh gosh. Uh, well, Dennis is at thirty one point two. Ooh, that backcourt w- would have had all kinds of problems: the shooting percentage, the defense. The, there would have been all kinds of issues if they. Kept but there would have been some there. sweet lobs, though. <laughs> <laughs> cannot. Yeah, definitely, definitely cannot uh, say that I wouldn't have loved those lobs. So, all right, I've been saying for that for a few years there. It was all about uh, selling tickets and uh, fans and making money. And Dennis dunks dunk contest we got the those graffiti city jerseys it's like hey if you're gonna suck and not win games at least have some fun and have fun highlights and be in the dunk contest and have like graffiti jerseys for fans and kids the graffiti jerseys are your version of fun um their idea of fun who for people who want money that parents will buy them for the younger generation (laughs) that's that's what cuban that's what cuban says all right coming up let's get into some uh Maybe some some Mavs trade talk, and also let's get it, talk about some lineups for the Dallas Mavericks. We've seen some of these team, we've seen some of these players play a bunch together. So let's talk about what this team looks like, 
And some of the things that are working, there's one lineup that's really, really working that we haven't seen a lot. We're wanting to see more. And there's some that just aren't working at all. So let's talk about that coming up. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or InStyle Magazine or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only design, using only diamonds res, responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to make a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Dallas Mavericks, but what about the rest of sports? What about the Super Bowl? What about uh, the you know baseball, hockey, all kinds of stuff coming up? Locked On Today has you covered with everything. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's the sports that you need every single morning in under 20 minutes, featuring all kinds of hosts from across the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, so... Trades are kind of open, right? I mean, the first it's kind of kicked off the first trade of the year with the Derrick Rose, Dennis Smith Jr. type deal, which usually one of these smaller deals kind of kicks it off. It's not usually like a hardened deal, which I guess kind of happened. But uh, some of these guys are now available to be, to be traded. So do you see anything on the horizon for the Mavericks, and are, are you watching out for anything? Well, you know, the next deal was – intriguing just because you know i guess it's more of a win now move for them because you know they want rose they're in the playoff picture and saying do they want rose because he's a another vet on the team and could be around these young guys or do they want rose to make a playoff push or something like that i i don't know it's we're still in like this sweet spot with teams figuring out if they're they want to be contenders or sellers though and Rose was a guy that was mentioned with a couple other teams, right? That was like the Clippers could have been a team that he was mentioned with. And there's a couple others that were like, could this team be interested in Derrick Rose? It's kind of a win now move. And instead he goes to the Knicks. And now we're like, all right, is this a win now move or is this not? We're not really sure. Yeah. So I think over the next few weeks, we'll see some team, you know, like you said, you know, on yesterday's podcast, you were talking about the Kings and look where the Kings are at in the standings right now. And, you know, they're, they're better than what people thought they would be. We have to figure out where teams stand over the next few weeks if they're sellers or they're buyers. What what will Houston do? You know, we saw a, we saw a report the other day come out and said, hey, they're you know they'll be open to trading Oladipo before the deadline. I think they will trade him. I don't think he's a rocket past the trade deadline. It's just a matter of who. And that's still the one name that I'm watching as a Dallas Maverick fan. I'm still watching that name. There's some there's some other names I would I, I think I would like more. Like I would love Kyle Lowry on this team. Love it. Love that. But I don't think Toronto's trading him. I, I made a whole sales pitch uh, last week for Terry Rozier. I would love Terry Rozier on this Mavericks team. They could. Lamelo seems like he has uh, planted his spot in the uh, in the uh, starting lineup now. And man, he's been playing really good lately. So Rozier's coming off the bench for them. I'll be curious to see what they do with him. But Oladipo's the one I'm watching. PJ Tucker, obviously, we've talked about him a lot. I don't know if y'all knew I like PJ Tucker, but. <laughs> But no, Rozier, I don't know. Rozier's hurt, by the way, right now. He's not coming off the bench. Oh, I thought he just came back yesterday. And um, he started. Okay. Um, but no, 
I, I think right now I wouldn't expect anything, you know, this week, next week. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be something that teams will still want a few more weeks to figure out where they're going to go, if they're going to go down or up. And yeah, then we'll then we'll potentially see some sellers come into the mix. Who's going to be selling off pieces, list, listening to offers and stuff like that. But I expect Dallas to be 100%, especially not owning, you know, owning the pick. I mean, I, there's not a spot that where Dallas would have to be in the standings for for me to think that they would not be you know buyers over the next month or so. So I, I think they're definitely going to be trying to pull off something. Yeah, they'll, they'll try to pull off. It's just I look at the roster and I'm like, all right, well, who are you trading? Right? It's it's kind of hard to look at the this team and sort of there's not really like a Delon Wright, Justin Jackson plus the you know the picks right like that was kind of that was kind of our trade package for forever and you look at it and you're like oh man I guess you gotta you have to upgrade at some of these positions but we we landed on those two guys because we knew 100% that they would not be on the team next year so we're like all right what can they uh what can they get and uh the writing was on the wall yes uh they were not on the team but you know James Johnson he was on the um He's the only name on the injury report going into Monday night against the Timberwolves. He's questionable with uh, with knee, uh, left knee, something, uh, soreness with that. But, you know, he, he didn't play last game. And, you know, will he play if Rick continues the eight-man rotation? Will he play? He's a $16 you know, million dollar expiring contract. So that's, that's a huge contract to, you know, to try to match salaries in any type of deal. So Dallas has... They just don't have, you know, the first round picks to go with, you know, bigger deals, but they have the contracts to match some things. So I just don't, yeah, we got to see how Dallas is. And this could kind of go, do you want to talk about lineups real quick? Because this kind of goes into what I was going to throw out there. So I looked at five man lineups and the Utah Jazz starting lineup, the, their typical one, Bagnanovich, Gobert, Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Colling. They've played 200 and 82 minutes together this season. That's not even the highest one. That's like, they're like third or fifth on this list. The Mavericks. Can you take a shot at not just, not the five players, but the the five-man lineup for the Mavericks have played with the highest amount of minutes together has, has played 63 minutes together. Jeez. If that doesn't show you like the consistency factor when you go against a Utah team and their starting five has played 282 minutes together, and your five that's played the most together, Tim Hardaway, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson, Dorian, and Luca has played 63 <laughs> minutes together. That that's your highest one. Now, here's the here's the optimistic side of this. Your your new, let's just say post-COVID starting lineup of KP, Maxi, Dorian, Josh, and Luca, 47 minutes together. Just 47 minutes on the Not season. So they should pass, they should pass that other, you know the other starting or five that I mentioned a little bit ago and be above 63 minutes, but their net rating in just 47 minutes together, a plus basically 17, their offensive rating is a 123 defense rating 106 that I know it's small sample size theater there, but that starting five that we've been anxious for and we've been waiting for it's working so far. Now it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And it's just been in the four games that they've played together, right? Which is, Super positive. And they've even lost some of those games, right? So they're, they're still playing well, even when the Mavericks are losing some of these games. It's the the lineups without Luka. There's only one lineup with without Luka, like a five-man unit, that's played 15 minutes <laughs> total for the season. 
one lineup without Luca. It's just the the bench stuff has been all over the place. So they need to find some consistency, which we know, we know this, right? This is not stuff that's that's new to anybody else, but yeah, that lineup that that starting lineup of KP, Luca, Richardson, Finney Smith and Kleba having that rating at least just in the four games that they've played is very very positive that's something that you definitely want to see and it's it's a good early sign that that unit can help pull this team out of wherever they are whatever depths they're in right now second worst team in the west right now record wise that is true can i can i throw out there a two-man lineup real quick Ooh. so we all know that the two biggest stars for dallas kp luka Doncic. They've played 276 minutes together this season. And now before you're like, all right, that sounds like a lot of minutes. Compare it to Sabonis and Brogdon for Indiana. (laughs) They've played 755 minutes together. (laughs) 755 minutes together compared to Luka and Porzingis. They've played 276 minutes together this season. I use this because, and Luka and Porzingis just recently... After this past game, they just passed over into the positive net rating between the two. They're figuring things out. Like this team is figuring things out. They're figuring out how to play together. I know we've talked about the whole time thing and like, hey, give them time. And you counter back with, we don't have time and all of that. I know we don't have time, but it's going to take time for these guys to figure out how to play together. And yeah, I, I just think that's kind of encouraging. And it's another way to look at it when we talk about, hey, these guys haven't had much time together. To see it compared to 276 you know, minutes together for those two guys compared to eight, I mean, 755 for you know some of these other duos in the league, it, we need more time with KP and Luka. Yeah, more time needed. Last year, they were a, they were a positive five in like 1,100 minutes. So they were positive last year. They're, they're creeping back up to that. They're positive now. So something to watch out for, for sure, as we go forward. Um, all right, coming up, let's get into some more about the uh, the schedule coming up. We'll talk about this Minnesota game coming up. There's, uh, yeah, Minnesota, they're playing Monday night, right, if you're listening to this on Monday? Yeah. So you should be uh, getting ready for that game. Is it a cakewalk? <laughs> Is it a cakewalk, and what does the schedule look like coming forward? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, betonline.ag, even though football – is over still tons of stuff to put money on nba lines every single night there's props that you can check out there's individual like player props that you can do if you go to the bottom left on the on the uh the website and you go to like player props and then you just could get games that are coming up that night and do all kinds of stuff you can put money on just for fun and so you put that on there go to betonline.ag use that promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus check out college there's all kinds of college props there's all kinds of just random props on there if you want to bet on stuff that's other than you know the major sports hockey they have lots of stuff like that so go check that out locked on is the promo code to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts and builtbar.com is the the number one fuel of the the podcast network at least as far as our diet right i think more built bars are consumed by the lockdown podcast network than maybe any other group of people on this planet it's a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar every single time i talk to a lockdown host somebody mentions built bar in some way they're either eating one or they just ate one uh you were eating one at the game the other night isaac you had the the white chocolate yeah cherry sundae 
That's your favorite one. There's all kinds of other flavors like that one. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. They're a perfect snack to just pull out to take with you if you're going somewhere to, uh, they, they are covered in hundred percent chocolate. So careful where you take them, especially in Texas, if it's going to get hot, but uh, you can pretty much take them anywhere, especially if it's cold right now. Put them in the fridge. Put them in the freezer. They're pretty good after that if you want to do something like that. So check it out, BuiltBar.com. All kinds of other products, too. They have the bone broth. They have the Built Go. They have this new thing called Puffs that I haven't tried out that I'm kind of interested to see what it is. So check out all that kind of stuff, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you're listening to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wager. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I was going to say, Bill Bar is actually getting more popular. Somebody in my small hometown posted on their Instagram a few days ago and said, <laughs> man, these protein bars are amazing. And I wrote them. I'm like, no freaking way. I have promo codes for you. So uh, hey. they're, they're getting more and more popular. About People them. are learning about them. They, they, their big move was that they, we don't have to do a whole section, a segment on Built Bar. But their big move was the first time they sent us bars, they were okay. And then they made a change in their recipe. And I don't know what they put in them, but they changed the consistency. They changed the flavoring a little bit and they got so much better. And we were all on board after that. And I, I think they may have done that on purpose. They got us addicted. <laughs> they did put cocaine in them or something. <laughs> us and the weekend were fueled by cocaine. Don't uh, write this in as the timestamp for the <laughs> <laughs> We love Bill Bar. <laughs> okay. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way, the Timberwolves got started off the season two and oh, did you know that? Yeah, they, they did. They had wins against the they had wins against the Pistons and the 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 Jazz at home. The Jazz in in Utah, they beat the one Jazz. of the five losses for the Jazz. That's wild. That's one of their five losses. Uh, also, their other wins are against San Antonio, New Orleans, Cleveland, and then Oklahoma. Um, those are both on the front end of a of a of a you know two games in, two games in a row. Whatever we want to call these these couplets or whatever. So, but they're playing against the Dallas Mavericks. This team is like in shambles, right? Like no towns. There's uh, Russell hasn't been playing in a little while. I'm not exactly sure. Well, Towns is doubtful, and D'Angelo Russell is questionable, and Hernan Gomez is questionable. Culver's out, so I would assume you know Towns and Culver doesn't play. Russell didn't play on Saturday, uh, and he's yeah he's questionable this game with a right quad soreness. So there's literally no excuse for the Mavericks to to lose this game. No. They they should win this game by 15 plus, at least. I predict the Mavericks win by 18 points in this game. But the biggest thing in this game, healthcare workers are back in the arena. Ace, and really, that's a, really, yeah, really, really cool. And that's another point is that they're gonna have some fans, right? They've been talking about needing a boost of energy, and the crowd's gonna help bring that, right? Like. This Mavericks team, I don't know if you're aware of this, Isaac Harris. Th- this Mavericks team is used to, and they've come become accustomed to, playing in front of a sold-out crowd. It's one of the, the biggest things about, Nobody the Dallas, talks about, it. about the Dallas Mavericks. No one talks about this enough. The fact that they've sold out more games than anyone in the history of the National Basketball Association of America of Athletics. They have sold out more games in a row. It's the world sellout streak. And it, it's... It's on pause because 
they haven't been able to actually sell tickets. And so now they're able to. And are we counting this a sellout or are they giving these tickets away? Oh, this is a sellout. 100%. For sure. Yeah. The sellout streak 100%. is back. It's back. It's back. <laughs> but no, it, it is pretty it, cool. I think it might like boost their energy a little bit though. That, oh, that, I don't think get... it's a might. I think 100% will. Yeah. Uh, one, yes, 1,000%. It will boost them a little bit. In fact, we're going to have like legit people in the stands like <laughs> yelling and hollering. Legit, and... legit people, like literal people. <laughs> Yeah, and not just the piped-in crowd noise, which I've kind of grown accustomed to, of just seeing like Sent Marshall in the stands and you know Cuban setting front row. But no, yeah, super, super cool. I know, you know, that will be the story of the game. People, you know, the players, Rick, everybody will be asking about it before the game, after the game, and all that. And what an opponent for you know them to come back for Minnesota. This was their starting lineup on Saturday: Anthony Edwards, Jared Vanderbilt. Nas Reed, Malik Beasley, Ricky Rubio. If the Mavericks can't torch that starting lineup, I don't know what is going to happen. And y'all can clip all of this for you know Monday night. If they lose to Minnesota, you can just clip this and play it uh, for uh, for the masses, whatever. But there's no reason for for Dallas to to lose this game on Monday. No, no reason at all. You want to talk about a team that doesn't have a, any lineups that have played a lot? They have one lineup that's played more than 50 minutes this so far this season. One wow. five-man unit. And that's Rubio, Jake Lehman, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Noel, and uh, Jaden McDaniels. Nerlens Noel? <laughs> Noel. I don't, oh. actually, I don't actually know who he is. Isn't that crazy? It literally says Noel? Jalen Noel. He is from Washington. Yeah. He is a player in the basketball, <laughs> basketball <laughs> league. He I is a second-round pick, a- second pick in 2019. Can we see? I think he played at Gonzaga. Could be wrong. Washington. But can we? Oh, okay. Can we see Josh? We don't Kogi? know who this guy. <laughs> no, we don't at all. <laughs> and he's in there. And he's in their most used five man lineup. This is crazy. <laughs> is he even on the team anymore? Uh, can I confirm or deny? Can we just see Josh Kogi on Luca? Oh, I mean, we might. We have to, right? If he's playing. I don't know. I will say I'm. <laughs> we haven't done a, a stock stat story in a while, but stock. I'm buying in Anthony Edwards media sessions. <laughs> They're always interesting. Oh, this dude seems like he's a blast and seems like he would be so fun to talk to and to cover. So I might, if y'all don't see me media, if you don't see me on uh on the Maverick zoom, I, I might just be on the Minnesota uh, pregame and postgame zoom just so I can ask uh, Anthony Edwards a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This game should be pretty easy for the, for the Mavericks. They're going to, they're going to run up and down. They're going to, they're going to impose their will defensively, I think. This is going to be a big defensive matchup for the Mavericks. They have to they have to come out and show me that they can be that top 10 defense they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and if they win this game, you kind of look at it and say, all right, they've won three of their last four, right? And then they go against Atlanta, you know, coming up on Wednesday. And that I'm really curious to see how the, the Atlanta game plays out just because you would, you would think that Atlanta – learned a lesson a little bit and saying, all right, we're going to have a different game plan for Trey. You know, Dallas, here's the thing. I know some people, I've seen this thrown out there a little bit of saying, well, why didn't Dallas just try the same thing you know, with Steph that they did with, with Trey? They did a little bit, but Steph is a whole different like stratosphere than Trey Young. Steph is so much better of like, you know, passing out the double team. He can move off ball. They space out. Like there's so much that Steph does 
like it, like mentally that Trey's just not there yet. So you can't you can't do the same thing with Steph that you do with Trey. Here's the reason why they couldn't do it. I, I agree with you that Steph's on a different level. Here's the reason why you can't do the same thing to 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 Steph Curry that you do to Trey Young, Draymond Green. That's the reason. Draymond Green and his ability to pass and his ability when Steph to gets, bring the ball up to bring the ball up and when Steph gets stuck in a double because when he when he brings the ball up and and he's ready to initiate plays, Steph is off the ball. You're gonna double team a guy like off the ball, right? That's just <laughs> that's a very tough thing to do because then all of a sudden the ball handler sees the open guy. Or he is the open guy, right? It's it's one of those things. And so when Steph has the ball and he gets doubled, all of a sudden if he can get the ball to Draymond, then boom, he has the ball. You can't double a guy off the you can't double a guy off the ball. So Steph all of a sudden can move and get some off ball screens and stuff moving around, and all of a sudden Draymond can find him. That's I mean, that's the key right there. That the And that's Hawks, what Atlanta's probably gonna do, right? I mean, the that's Hawks their don't counter. have a guy like Draymond. That's the thing. That's why they couldn't do it. John Collins is bringing up the ball. He's not on Wednesday. I, he's I, not. But I, I will but I think fully that, say that John Collins is not Draymond Green. I will fully lean into that take. Oh, there's some Mavs fans that's freaking out right now. They want John <laughs> Collins really, really bad. But but no, I mean I think if I'm if I'm Atlanta, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find somebody else to say, hey, you bring up the whether whether it's Kevin Herter or you know I don't know who it is, but just somebody else bring the ball up the floor so we can get Trey off the ball, running off screens and stuff. But it's probably yeah, reddish. I, yeah, yeah, I guess it could be Cam Reddish. But, oh, I mean, nobody else is a real good, like, is a good passer. Rondo. They start Rondo. You could try Rondo. You could make, I mean, that, make that attempt. He could be a target for the Mavericks, according to Kenny Smith. <laughs> they need a Rondo type. That's what Kenny Smith said. <laughs> there you go. Any other thoughts? We've talked about the schedule. We talked about it over the weekend. But Minnesota is the game Monday night. Atlanta, Wednesday, that's an ESPN game. Friday is New Orleans. That's an ESPN game. All those are home. Right. Those are three very winnable games that almost you should you think you they should win those games, right? How 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 will Mavs fans feel if the Mavericks win four games in a row? They win these three games this week and they've won four out of their last or I guess they won five out of their last six games. I want like will Mavericks fans be back? Will they you know, will they be back on the, the bandwagon? Will they be back on the hey the Mavs are back at that point? I, I still need to see more. I need to see I need to see a four game winning streak. Before me, yeah. for myself to say, all right, this is where I'm at with the team and all this stuff. I need a little bit more. Well, if they win four in a row, they're not even they're not even on a they're not even out of 500 yet. So they're still <laughs> under 500 if they win these next three. They have to win the next game against Portland. That's an ESPN game as well. Three ESPN games in a row coming up here, guys. Um, are they really? Are you serious? I haven't all, seen this. All three of these are ESPN games. Then there's Detroit next Wednesday, and then Houston is an ESPN game next Friday. Ooh, Dennis versus Luca. Let's go. In <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> so that's what's coming up. That's the schedule. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll be back tomorrow with a post game pod. I guess tonight with a post game pod. And uh, make sure you listen to the outro. <laughs> Peace out. Boom. And now, Lockdown Mavericks presents a classical reading of pettiness on Twitter. I know Kate Cunningham is a presumptive top pick next summer. Maybe even the top pick. Someone is going to have to tell me why. He's not a bad player. He's got NBA skills, but where's the pop in his game? Please, if you're going to use an analyst example, please use almost anyone beyond the person cited. Anyway, as I said, he's a good player. He has a lot of what you want to see. I don't see special, that's just me. Others, I'm sure, will see it differently.
Be a better person, Chuck. You too old. Set a better example. I ain't no ass kisser, and damn sure don't need your approval on today's basketball players. You're the guy who said Luca was a joke. I end my discussion here. I also said that you're a joke, and you're too old to be acting like a kid on Twitter. I'm in Dallas right now. If you've got a problem with me, come see me. I'm in Louisville right now. You got the right one, old guy. Not acting like a kid, didn't say he was a bad player. He clearly was the build in some NBA stuff in his game. Just don't see the greatness in him. Acts like he's too cool for school. You're corny as You tried to on Cade. Then somebody cited me as a source and made this about Luca. Like I said, I'm in Dallas right now. If you've got a problem with me, so watch your mouth, old guy. Last time. Talk soon.